Welcome in to 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. And I've got a very specific and narrow-focused conversation for you. It's as simple as this. Corbin Carroll versus Nolan Jones for the National League Rookie of the Year. I've mentioned before that Ezekiel Tovar's had a great season and should probably be somewhere in the top five. And that can be kind of interesting if you care about top five. Like, like it is in the grand scheme of things, knowing that the Rockies have several of these young guys, right? And if you really wanted to expand it out, Brenton Doyle, maybe he's even a, a top 10 guy just because of the, the gold glove caliber defense. But for most of the season, it looked like Corbin Carroll was going to run away with rookie of the year and i still think it's very likely that he wins it and that that he probably should right he's been around all season and that ultimately as we'll keep coming back to is his biggest advantage and it's a fair one it's harder to play 150 games than it is to play 100 and that's essentially i think he's at 152 nolan jones is at 101 right we all know that jones wasn't here for most of the first two months of the season. It's also 100% understandable if you were watching it at the time. He had such a bad spring training. Obviously, there were people who were calling for him to get called up a little bit earlier than he did. But I think, not only do I think, Nolan Jones has been the first to tell you that he needed to get some things right, to work some stuff out, get that confidence back work on the swing, both technically and mentally. He had some stuff that he needed to get right before being able to come up and do what he's done so far. But on a game-to-game basis, Jones has made this thing really interesting. Let me start you off with the statistics for the front runner. Corbin Carroll has hit 285 this season with a 361 on base percentage and a 505 slugging. That's good for an OPS of 866 and an OPS plus, remember Park and League adjusted, of 134. He's leading the, Latin, the National League with nine triples and has 51 stolen bases. So obviously the guy's bringing a ton of speed, right? hit 25 home runs. He slowed down on that a little bit, but still 25 homers and 51 stolen bases as a rookie is a pretty monster season and really, really impressive. So wins above replacement on baseball reference has him at 5.3. Nolan Jones, meanwhile, has again played in fewer games, but is hitting 291 on basing 385 and slugging 537. So better across the board there with an OPS of 922, better, and an OPS plus of 136. So two points higher, which with some of these statistics can be you know, roughly the equivalent. But one thing to keep in mind here is that these statistics, OPS plus, WRC plus, tend to underrate Rockies hitters, particularly Rockies hitters who hit well on the road because they don't take into account the hangover effect and they just cut all of your production in half, assuming that you'll do worse on the road because the vast majority of hitters throughout Rockies history have. The thing with Nolan Jones, though, is that he has not. Jones has actually played more games on the road this season, 54 to 48 home games. And 48 home games Uh, The batting average is a little bit higher, as you might expect, 295, a 391 on base, and a 518 slugging. It's an OPS of 909, but out on the road, a 288 batting average, by no means a strong drop-off, slightly lower, 380 on base, slightly lower, 
and a 554 slugging higher. His slugging percentage is considerably higher on the road than it is at Coors Field. So his OPS is 935 on the road and it's 909 at home. Nolan Jones has been a better hitter on the road than at home this season. This means that necessarily stats like OPS plus and WRC plus are underrating him. Despite the fact that they're rating him very highly, a 136 has him tied with Cody Bellinger, who's having a big year for the Chicago Cubs. And he'd been at 138 before yesterday, which is obviously right above that, slotting him in at seventh place in the National League. If he qualified, Jones just doesn't quite have enough at-bats to qualify. Carroll, by the way, in their eighth place, just behind Cody Bellinger at 134. So Nolan Jones has been an elite hitter on a game-to-game basis this year. One of the best hitters in the National League. And if he finishes strong, and again, I really hope people make the point about the splits because it is, of course, so often held against Rockies players when their road numbers don't hold up. The fact that Jones is doing this on the road is extraordinarily impressive and pretty damn rare, quite frankly, for a Rockies hitter to be having both an elite season and not be having, not only does he not have strong splits, Again, the slugging is in his favor. The OPS says he's having reverse splits, which is just kind of mind-boggling. By the way, he's got a similar thing going on when you look at left-handed and right-handed pitching so that he's not one of these big lefty power bats who, yeah, okay, but if you get just the right lefty, so far at least, you know, you can neutralize him uh, with the, the handedness of the pitcher. He's been taking lefties deep as well. So it's been pretty impressive so far to see what Jones has been able to do just on the surface level. But when you really dive into the numbers, and I've got them for you here, uh, in fact, he's been hitting lefties. Again, he's got reverse splits here. He's got a 1,178, or said like a normal person, an 1,178 OPS against lefties and an 825 OPS against righties. Jones has been on a game-to-game basis. When you extrapolate it by, uh, if you were to extrapolate it out to a fuller season for him, he probably catches Corbin Carroll. And so it's going to be certainly frustrating for those who wished he'd been up all season. You you wouldn't have had to have been making the the argument, right? The numbers would just be there. But I mean, with all of those stolen bases and certainly anyone who's voting on the, the more traditional statistics, but Jones has an opportunity for a 2020 season as well. Obviously not a 2050 season, but he's at 19 homers and 17 stolen bags now. So a chance to get there, though he's, he's going to have to swipe some bags here late. Uh, then you've also got the fact that he's on the verge of 20 outfield assists. So a 2020-20 season, uh, which I don't know if we've got historical. I'm sure someone will dig up how often that has or, or hasn't happened. But you do have that part of where he's bringing you Uh, a really interesting element of his defensive game. Now, defensive war isn't especially kind to Nolan Jones, and that's fair. At this point, he's not getting super great jumps, uh, certainly not all the time. There have been a handful of times where he does, and his athleticism and speed have made up for some of those jumps and allowed him to make some plays that still I think a lot of corner outfielders aren't going to make. But of course, the big thing there that isn't really factored into war at all is the arm 
I wrote the other day, and I hope you go and check out at milehighsports.com, this article about how we really need to start measuring how often not only they're throwing guys out on the bases because the assists, you know, we, we keep track of that. Sometimes it's hard to measure, you know, how impactful was that if a guy is thrown out at the plate in a tie game, that's obviously a huge deal, right? But the thing that I'm most interested in, because statistically speaking, outfield assists aren't that common. Like I said, he's he's got a ton of them at 18, right, in 101 games played. So it's not something you're doing every single game, but something that they are doing, especially now almost every single game, are these shutterdowns, the things I'm, I'm talking about, right? Anytime a guy is wheeling around first base, they see that Nolan Jones has picked up the ball and they slam on the brakes where against most other guys, they would have kept it going, tried for the double, probably even gotten the double, but they shut it down. That is value that you're getting from Nolan Jones or Brenton Doyle's arm that isn't really being accounted for in these things. And it's happening a lot. That's preserving the double play if a guy's doing it at first base. If he's doing it at second base with less than two outs, you're taking a sacrifice out of play in that situation, right? Obviously, if you're doing it at third base, you're almost certainly taking a run off the board. Now, the pitcher could still give it up if it's a shutter down and not an out, right? A guy's wheeling around third base, and, and this is where I've come up with it because I have seen this in the last couple of weeks on almost a game-to-game -game basis. Probably every other game, I've seen the Rockies' arms take a run directly off the board without making an out. The guy slams on the brakes coming around third with two outs where a lot of times you push that scenario. You, you try to, you say, hey, a perfect throw is the only way they're going to get him if it's offline a little bit. But the Rockies right now, it's not taking a risk. It's just making it out. So these guys are slamming on the brakes and hoping they get the base hit. If the pitcher does his job, which has been happening, you know, half of the time lately, uh, then you end up saving a run. If the pitching gets better, you're going to talk about a lot of actual runs being taken off the board just from these shutterdowns. And then, of course, you can start talking about all the big outs that are that are happening on the base paths as well. But that's something that uh, Jones, I do think, is going to get better at. But right now, the statistics uh, don't see Corbin Carroll as a massive uh, value on defense either, despite the fact that he's got... Uh, that great speed. Uh, he does have a negative 0.7 defensive war on baseball reference. Jones has a positive 0.6. So, and and by the way, is playing in the outfield for the first time in his career. He had been a third baseman for a long time with a little bit of experience at first base, obviously because he's so big. I think the Rockies have rightfully identified that his best value is going to be as a corner outfielder with that arm being able to provide the assists and the shutter downs and all of that stuff but also because of the speed we've seen him be able to track balls down in the gap and at the wall that i don't think too many other corner outfielders in rocky's history other than you know the great ones the cargos and the and the larry walkers and so on we're going to go out there and make and especially if you're going to cement him into left field i think he's just going to get better and better as a defender and you're going to start to see some big wins above replacement numbers uh, for this guy and and all of the other stuff because he's going to be a plus on both sides of the ball but for some context nolan arenado kind of maxed out at 136 of an OPS plus when he was in Colorado, right? Story never did that. Uh, Charlie Blackman has been a 125 
guy for the most part of his best. He had that one monster season where he was above it, but for most of the rest of his peak, he wasn't a 135 and up OPS plus guy, right? Now, we're not talking about getting into the Todd Helton, Larry Walker category or, say, Burks at his best or Galarraga at his best. Those guys were 150 and up. Uh, you know, that's super duper star level hitting. But you have to wonder if Jones might have that in there, right? This is just his first year, and I could see it going both ways. The strikeouts are still absolutely a concern, and I could see him taking a step back once guys are really, you know, identifying him next season, the books out, all of those kinds of things. I do also think he's going to have more help in the lineup. Uh, which is going to be different because I think these younger players around him, as we've talked about, are going to grow and provide him with a little bit more protection. So I don't think it's going to be just as easy as, you know, highlight Nolan Jones, don't throw him anything to hit because he's the only guy on this team who can hurt you. It could be that way for a little while at the beginning of the season. It'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to that, whether or not he takes his walks and can really focus in on cutting the strikeouts down because if he just stays what he is, he has cemented himself as a star player right now. He has to do it over the course of 162. There is a difference between 100 games. I said this earlier, I'm pretty sure, but 100 games and 162 games that, you know, that'll get you sometimes. And, uh, you know, he hasn't shown a ton of signs of slowing down. In fact, he's finishing very, very strong. Uh, if anything, he's gotten better and better as the season has gone on, especially in terms of his, like if you really want to break it down and, and look at each plate appearance and the way he's working at bats and how often he's swinging at pitches outside of the strike zone, all of that stuff. He's just almost a game-to-game improvement with this guy. But I think there's been a temptation throughout the year to say, you know, he looks like he might be a star in the future. But when you break these numbers down, at 102 games played right now, He's put up star level. This this is star level potential. This is what it looks like. These the, these are the numbers, right? And if he had maintained it for the course of the year, you'd be talking about a five plus, maybe a six win season, which is right up there with what the the kind of star level player that the Rockies had the last generation, right? Obviously, Nolan had a couple of times where, I think one time where he got into the sevens here, only once, but he was pretty much a a, a fixture at 6.5 wins and up, right? Jones, depending on how he finishes, might have an extrapolated full season war pretty close to six wins. And that's, that's got to be exciting as a Rockies fan. Obviously, you, you got to keep doing it, there are lots of guys who've had a good season, but this is more than small sample. You can't small sample size this thing away. This is very, very impressive stuff from Nolan Jones. Like I said, because Carroll has done it for for the full year, because the you know stolen base stats and the, the overall numbers, he's going to have more hits, more home runs, uh, more RBI, all of those kinds of things. Uh, because Jones hasn't been around as long. But whether he wins or comes in second, he'll almost certainly come in second. You can absolutely make the argument that the Rockies have one of two players who are head and shoulders above every other rookie in the National League right now. There are a couple of guys out there who are kind of interesting, but these two are really putting up monster seasons. And while Corbin, again, has arguably had the better season, Jones has been on a game-to-game basis the best rookie in the National League 
in the year 2023. Let's see how he finishes it out. But that's that's something. And he did it pretty quietly and, and pretty amazingly. So let's see how he finishes it out. If he can get to that 2020 or the 2020 season, though, I bet guys are going to stop running on him and he's going to just have a whole bunch of shutterdowns now. Go and check that out on milehighsports.com. Make sure you go and check out all of the videos over at Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Very proud of the stuff we've been doing there all year. Lots of great, especially short videos. Some of them three minutes long. Some of them one minute long. Some of them 10 minutes long if you want a good Rockies top 10 or stuff like that. But it's been a lot of fun putting that stuff together and curating some things for Rockies fans that unfortunately I think have been lacking Uh, for folks out there for a very long time so if you enjoy rockies history and current rockies factoids and fun facts and all that kind of stuff please check out all of the videos on the mile high sports youtube channel other than that i can only ever ask that you continue to be absolutely awesome out there you know that i will continue to be absolutely drew creaseman in here and until next time i will see you at the ballpark